0: This morning, we're going to talk about loving our enemies, something we all, we all want to hear about, right? Loving our enemies. So many of us as Christians, so many of us as believers, we love to talk about the salvation that is ours in Jesus. We love to talk about salvation, but we don't always like to talk about the teachings of Jesus because let's be honest, the teachings of Jesus are hard. The teachings of Jesus are challenging, and so we much prefer the idea of salvation from our sin and, and, and eternity in heaven, not in hell, right? We, we much prefer that than to talk about obeying the teachings of Jesus. Salvation reminds us that Christ died for our sin, that he died for us, that that there is life for us, but his teachings remind us that following Jesus actually costs us something. It actually requires something of, of us. Salvation is free, but it costs us everything. We cannot earn salvation, but we cannot excuse the teachings of Jesus that he has called us to in light of our salvation. There was an 80s Christian band called the Garmo and Key, and they put it this way. They said, they had a song called The Pledge, and they said said it like this, he died for me, so I'll live for him. He died for me, I'll live for him. It really is that simple. But if we're going to live for him, we've got to understand what he requires of us and what he has called us to do and what he's called us to be. And so Jesus teaches us about loving others, even our enemies, about loving others in a way that shows the goodness of the Father. I want you to look with me at the end of Luke chapter 6, the end of verse 35. It says this. It says, if you love your enemies and you do what is good, you lend expecting nothing in return, then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. Listen to this. This, this 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 end of this passage, of this verse, just it just hit me. It says this, for he is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. Lord, I pray that as we get into your word this morning, your word will get into us. Lord God, that you would accomplish all that you intend to accomplish through your word today, that we would bear much fruit, fruit of righteousness, fruit of repentance, fruit of good work, and fruit of the spirit because of our time today in your word. Let us hear your voice and be obedient in Jesus name. Amen. So what Jesus tells us here is that when we live out the teachings of Jesus, we are truly living as children of God. He says, "Then you will be children of the most high, for he is gracious to the ungrateful and the evil." When we live out the teachings of Jesus, we are revealing the character and the nature of the most high. The most high is gracious to the ungrateful and the evil. That that honestly, as I read that this week, that actually kind of blew my mind, right? M- maybe it shouldn't blow my mind, but it did. Maybe it blows my mind because I don't think I'm as evil as I am. Maybe it blows my mind because i think evil is what somebody else does not what i do maybe it blows my mind because i don't take jesus words seriously enough but if i would recognize the evil in my own heart the pride the selfishness the rebellion the self-righteousness if i would recognize the evil in my own heart Maybe then I would truly grasp the goodness of God toward the ungrateful and the evil because I know that he has been good to me. Think about how good God has been to you. Think about how good God has been to you. And you're evil. We're evil. We need the graciousness, the goodness of God. You don't believe me that that you're evil, you don't believe me when I say you're evil? Who did you talk bad about this week? Come on, pastor. Who did you hate in your heart this week? We're evil. Who did you just really let have it in your mind this week right we're evil jesus said that hatred is internal murder we're guilty of murder in our hearts guilty evil but the goodness of god the goodness of god is this that god is good even to those who by nature do not deserve his goodness wouldn't be good if it was only good for the good it's good because it's goodness to those who don't even deserve it luke 6 makes this point clear he says this if you do good to those who are good to you what credit is that to you even sinners do that the goodness of god is goodness toward those who have done evil towards god Ungodliness is anything that goes against the nature and the character of God. And it's actually ungodly to only do good to good people. Did you catch that? It is actually ungodly to only be good to those who have been good to you. So what does goodness and godliness look like it looks like loving your enemies it looks like loving your enemies but what does what does loving your enemies look like maybe one way to answer that question is to ask ourselves what does loving my friends look like does loving our enemies look like loving our friends Because if the love we show toward our friends looks different than the love we show towards our enemies, if we aren't willing to feed our enemy, but we're willing to feed our friend, whereas, to quote the black eyed peas, the love. So what does love look like? Sandwich, you guys know this, sandwiched between two chapters on healthy versus unhealthy church life in 1 Corinthians, Paul gives us a definition of love. And, and this passage is often read at weddings, right? But it really was not, Paul did not really write this chapter to give us something nice to read at weddings. Paul was telling us what love should look like inside the church, what love looks like and what kind of love the church should be known for to those outside of the church? First Corinthians chapter thirteen. You got your Bibles. You can look it up. It'll be on the screen. He says this: If I speak in if I speak human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. If I symbol, ha- if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, and and I have all faith. And all knowledge, if I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. And if I give away all my possessions, and if I give my body over to boast, in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It is not boastful. It is not arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not irritable. It does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they'll come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it'll come to an end. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish things away. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then face to face. Now we know in part, but then I will know fully as I am known. Now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love expressed in the church and love expressed by the church should look like this. Patient, kind, not envious, not boastful, not arrogant. Not rude, not self-seeking, not irritable, not, not holding on to wrongs. It rejoices in righteous truth. It bears all things. It, it believes, it hopes, it endures. It acts like a grown-up and not like a child. But here's the problem. Too often church folks act childish when they should grow up in love. Too often us church folk look like the child in the nursery having to be reminded over and over and over and over to share. But I don't want to share! Too often us church folks, let's just be real, too often us church folks, we ain't patient. We're not kind. We're proud. We're arrogant. We're rude. We're self-seeking. What pleases me? We're irritable, right? Too often we're still holding on to the grudge from that rude person instead of bearing with him in patience and confronting with truthful humility. But love is hopeful. Love believes. Love believes grows up. What does love look like? It looks like what Jesus looks like. It's the kindness of God that brings us to repentance. It's his kindness. Jesus is the perfect revelation of the love of God and the perfect demonstration of what the love of God looks like. Jesus is God loving his enemies. Romans 5.10 For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, we'll be saved by his life. Jesus is God doing good to his enemies. Love your enemies. Back in the heyday of what was called uh, CCM or contemporary Christian music, there was a Christian punk band called the Smiley Kids. Anybody heard of the Smiley Kids? Probably not. I'm probably the only one in this room that's heard of the Smiley Kids. You heard of the Smiley Kids? No. All right. I want you to really get the full feel of the song this morning. And so I want you guys to hear part of the song this morning. Now this isn't this isn't the this is this is this was this was was real punk music, right? This was not this was not Blink One Eighty Two pop punk music. This was and if you heard the whole song, you would know because you would be like, I have no clue what they're saying. But that's okay. Play it, Jeremy. I know you guys will love that. right the smiley kids the smiley kids so they actually in that in that song where we, we cut it off they actually give us our scripture text for the day but but before we get to our scripture text i actually want to read to the lyrics of the song because i know you you would not have any idea what the lyrics were saying if i actually played the uh, verses because the verses are even harder to understand than that was right so it says this you looked me in the eye just as you stabbed me in the back And I was so angry, so scared, yeah. You humiliated me and smashed my pride down to the ground. And I'm so thankful, so lucky. Love your enemies, even though they hate your guts, yeah. Love your enemies, even though they make you cry. Love your enemies, even though they hate your guts, yeah. Love your enemies, even though they make you cry. Second verse, you hit me on the cheek, so I turned the other one and you spit on me. You spread rumors about me and said bad things behind my back. And I'm so happy. So smiling. Love your enemies even though they hate your guts. Love your enemies even though they make you cry. Love your enemies. Okay? Love your enemies. Love your enemies. That's really hard. It's really hard to love your enemies, but it's also really beautiful. Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, we're finally getting to the main text, but I say to you who listen, but I say to you who listen, love your enemies, do what is good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other one also. And then if anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks you. And from someone who takes your things, don't ask for them back. Just as you want others to do for you, do the same for them. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to be repaid in full, but love your enemies, do what is good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for he is gracious to the ungrateful and evil. Be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. Loving our friends, we talked about this a minute ago, loving our friends looks like doing good it looks like blessing them, right? Loving our friends looks like praying for them. Loving our friends looks like not solving arguments with violence. Loving our friends looks like giving of ourselves. So if that's what loving our friends looks like, what does loving our enemies look like? It looks like doing good even when they hate us. It looks like blessing them even when they curse us. It looks like Praying for them even when they hurt us. It looks like not retaliating with violence after an offense. It looks like giving to a need and not demanding repayment. Loving is merciful just as the Father is merciful. Loving your enemies demonstrates the kingdom of God is within your heart. Loving your enemy, loving others is the good news of the gospel. It's just the good news of the kingdom in action. It's like CCM Sunday here at, at church, but DC Talk had a classic song that said "Love is a verb," right? Anybody remember that old DC Talk? Only a couple of us. You guys know who Toby Mac is? Well, he was in a band. Love is a verb. Love is action. Love is doing good. Love is good in action. And while we're here this morning, we've got to talk about turning the other cheek. We have to talk about this statement. It, it has to be one of the most difficult statements, one of the most difficult teachings of Jesus. Turn the other cheek. Because it's just it, it goes against our very nature to turn the other cheek. So we just have a question, is Jesus promoting passivism, right? Is Jesus requiring victims to stay in abusive situations? Is Jesus saying we should not defend ourselves? Now, what is Jesus saying? Now, there there are good arguments that Jesus is promoting passivism. There's a history of Christian passivism. I, I don't believe Jesus is talking about passivism in the way that we would talk about passivism today. I also don't believe that Jesus is requiring victims to stay in abusive situations. I don't believe that at all. Jesus defended the woman against the stoning. He didn't pick up the stone to stone her as well. I also don't believe that Jesus is demanding that we allow ourselves to be treated violently. So what does it mean to turn the other cheek? I think we need to look at verse 29 and 30 for context. He says, If anyone hits you on the cheek, offer the other one. If anyone takes away your coat, don't hold back your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks you, and from someone who takes your things, don't ask for them back. Here's what Jesus is saying. He is saying, don't look to avenge the wrongs that have been done to you. If you're mistreated, don't look for ways to get back at. To repay violence with violence. If someone takes your cloak, look to understand why they did it. Maybe they need even more than what they took. In Matthew's account of this teaching, he even talks about about not responding with an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth, right? What Jesus is saying is there is a better way than vengeance. There is a better way than violence. There is a better way than responding to avenge. Jesus is saying kindness is better. Kindness can bring solution. Romans 12, 9 through 21 says, let love be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters, take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal, be fervent in the spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer, share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse rejoice with those who rejoice weep with those who weep live in harmony with one another do not be proud instead associate with the humble do not be wise in your own estimation do not repay anyone evil for evil give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes if possible as far as it depends on you live at peace with everyone friends do not avenge yourselves instead leave room for god's wrath because it is written vengeance Belongs to me, I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you are fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. Do you see this morning? When we love our enemies, we are doing good to them. We're not seeking vengeance. We're not looking to repay evil with evil. That's not what God does in Jesus. And that's not what God in Jesus has called us to do either. We're to turn the other cheek. We're to give them more than they took. Isn't that what God has done for us? He has given us more than we took. We look at the life of Jesus, and not only did he give us life, he gives us adoption as sons and daughters, He gives us it gave us the kingdom, it, it made us kings and priests of God. Jesus is God giving us more than we took. Jesus is God turning the other cheek. Jesus is the love of God revealing mercy instead of justice. Jesus is the love of God, revealing goodness over vengeance. Jesus is God overcoming evil with good. Overcome evil with good. That's how Paul ends this section of his letter to the Roman church. It is the echo of Jesus' words in Luke chapter six, verse 35, but love your enemies, do what is good, and lend, expect nothing in return, then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the most high, for he is gracious to the ungrateful. That's hard for us to be, isn't it? Gracious to the ungrateful. He's gracious to the ungrateful. Gracious to the evil. Merciful. Just as your father also is merciful. Love your enemies. He says, do what what is good, simply because it's good. Then your reward will be great. Then you are your father's children. God overcomes evil, not by being evil, but by being good. God overcomes Satan, not by out eviling Satan, but by out gooding him. Want to overcome evil? Do good. Want to overcome evil? Change your response. Want to make your enemy your friend? Be kind. Does it always mean they'll become your best friend? Of course not. They might just keep hating you. But you know what? God will deal with that. And the evil that you have, that I have, the evil that we have towards our enemy can only be overcome by doing good to them. Let me tell you what you can do if you have a if you if you have a grudge even against somebody in your church. The best thing to start doing is to pray for them, and not praying that God would get them, but praying that God would bless them. Praying that God would do even more than you could imagine in their life. Begin to pray for. God doesn't begin to even change your heart towards them. And if your heart hadn't changed toward them, you're not praying enough. Here's the good news. Jesus is God overcoming evil with you. That's the gospel, right? It's kingdom good, overcoming sin, overcoming injustice, overcoming brokenness, overcoming War, overcoming hatred, overcoming racism, overcoming abuse, overcoming death, overcoming hell, overcoming the grave. Jesus is God overcoming evil with kingdom goodness. Jesus is God turning the other cheek. Jesus is God giving us more than we took. Jesus is God loving his enemies. That's the good news. Let's be people of good news. Let's be people of good. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning. Lord, change our hearts. Let us love our enemies, even though they hate our guts. Let us bless those who curse us. Let us do good to those who use us. Let us pray for those who annoyed us let us love our enemies let us be like jesus let's overcome evil with good let's overcome evil with good this morning church i want to give you an opportunity to overcome evil with good To hear of a very practical way that you can help overcome some evil, some hurt, some atrocity, some brokenness with good. I met Scott a few months ago. Uh, we have a mutual friend, and uh, one of his be- very best friends, and uh, Mark Davenport and his wife Michelle. guys know they came a few a few years ago for our spring forward revival and they came and they ministered and preached for us and uh we love we love the davenports but pastor mark introduced me and and a couple of other guys to to scott a few months ago and shared with us about some work he's doing in, in an organization that he has founded called uh refugee relief and um and i'm excited this morning to have scott come up and share with us this morning about some ways that we can participate in kingdom work of overcoming evil with good scott would you come right on this morning